There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to... Another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We are on Twitter Spaces tonight. We're trying this out for the first time. Uh, Kevin, you're joining us. Sean Payton retired today. And like I was telling people before we started the official show, I got emotional writing that Channel 4 column. I think it's because Drew Brees, I was emotionally prepared for it. We had been going through the dance with him for two years, and, and he like gave us a soft landing. Sean Payton, it dropped out last week, and it was kind of ebb and flow, and you're like, oh, he's definitely leaving. Then he's like, no, he's going to stay. It hit me hard, man. And I just think of him as we may have, we may be blessed with another great Saints coach in our life. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. But I'm 100% sure we are never going to have a Saints coach that is going to play the circle of life by Elton John to troll his defensive coordinator that he fired after running a trick play where Willie Sneed threw a touchdown. Like, Sean Payton always got New Orleans and got the fans and gave us a wink and a nod, and he was petty like New Orleans people are, and we loved him for it, you know? Uh, You know? Um, And it's just just one of those things where – I've, I'm I'm pretty emotional as I wait for uh, for Kevin and Dave. Dave, if you're with us, uh, unmute yourself. There's there's Kevin. Kevin, how are you tonight? How are you doing tonight? Okay, I have to. I mean, I was you know stunned um, because literally we were texting earlier today, and Dave had te- had sent a message about. You know, mm-hmm. oh Underhill said that they that they were having a meeting or like a discussion. And I then go on Twitter and the first tweet I see was somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but somebody just said, good for, good for, good for Sean Payton. That was all it said. And I'm immediately like, okay, what the hell is that? (laughs) So I start scrolling backward and I find, I see he's retiring and I'm just, and then I sent it to you guys in our, in our text chat. And yeah, it was very stunning, especially because true to form we put out you know audio on the big show and then the next day that's right something something <laughs> happens it's gonna be so back. dave dave said he was gonna die on the hill that it was all uh yeah, all a yeah he's already dead people to watch his netflix movie he's already dead like dave it's not dave, the first time dead. we've looked like horses asses and it won't be the last no it's not we won't yeah nobody we first of all how do i sound what do i want to speak into you do sound fine directly into my- you sound fine Okay, I hate these app things. Uh, get off of my lawn. Um, I, yeah, I, look, I'm still, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in disbelief. I'm going to choose to believe that this is actually just the final, uh, the final uh, piece de resistance in the whole um, 
<laughs> marketing campaign for um, uh, for the movie Home Stop Team it. coming out on Stop. Stop coming out on Netflix this Friday. Um, Have some respect. To- <laughs> Shut up, Le- Learn how um, to take the L, Dave. At some point, you got to take the L. That's right. Oh, oh, I totally. <laughs> you think I'm? You think I can defend myself at all? No. No. Um, no but uh, well, I was actually you, you just could, you about could a- pull a Jeff Duncan and just stop interacting, like just stop tweeting. I feel like he's just ignoring <laughs> all the people that are like, I thought you said Sean Payne was <laughs> people are tweet people are tweeting the, the sports cover from Saturday at Duncan. Well <laughs> I'm not at him. I'm not a big J journalist. Uh, I don't have uh, credentials or uh, nobody nobody like actually thinks that uh, no I, one's a journalist in here, I don't believe. Yeah, nobody thinks my word is actually means anything. So this is, um, this is my first time on uh, Twitter Spaces, and and it looks like we got a lot of people in here. We That's do. Cool. It's it's yeah. This is way better than I won't say the name, but the other Spotify. No, don't, don't, say, don't say the name. Don't say the name. Don't yeah, even say the name. You know. they might. But, just, um, Twitter will probably cut us off. No, but I was I was thinking right before we got on. Um, you know, plot twist. I'm. Uh, now I'm pissed off that they beat the Falcons uh, in the final week of the season. What? I think if they, I think if they lose that game, they have a losing season. No way Peyton can retire. No, on that note. no, he's, he's no, say, no, 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 he's no. You see, after no. That. I think, I think if the Saints lose to the Falcons final week, I think Peyton's still our coach. No, you, you see, listen, <laughs> I, I left work today. I look, I have not had a chance to listen to the, to the, to the full press conference. But I listened to y'all's, you know, emergency podcast that, that that you and Juge had, and I about swerved off the road once or twice <laughs> because I'm just like, boy, you guys, y'all are just like, you know, man, I feel like he put us in a bad position. I feel like he's walking away. Why is he got to do that? This and that. And and now you want to come off with, oh, now I wish he didn't beat the Falcons in, in, in the final game. If anything, that is perfect. That it's is the perfect. perfect. The f- that's how you want to go out. It's the perfect. That's, that's exactly how you want to go out. You're, you're, but here's you're the proving thing. my point. He 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 made up his mind, Dave. I believe it was it was done. He said that he wasn't collecting momentos, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is a beat the Falcons one more time. This is it. This is a this is a cool way to end it." And you know, I, I, I think. There was maybe a path for him to stay, but kind of coaching Andrew is like once you're like, I think I want to retire, like you're done. Like you, you can't be like kind of all in and coaching. And that's part of Gail today was like, no half measures. Yeah, Gail was like, hey, take a take a long sabbatical, come back for training camp. And Sean Payne's like, I can't, I can't do that. One, we need a quarterback. And is Kevin and, is Kevin insanely loud to you guys? He is, right? but that's Kevin for him. Well, well, I'm getting right up on my phone. Yeah, don't right. do that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, if anybody wants to, to join like us and give thoughts, request give, give to your, talk and phone, we'll let you. Kevin, give your phone the old COVID, you know, six foot distance things. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk. I'm gonna. How You're do I fine. sound now? You're fine. You're fine. Better. I just can't hold my phone up to my face. Sorry. Um. Right. Now wait. I I, I had one point I wanted to make. Florio came out with that article. Now this is this is what I was referring to Andrew on our post right. on our on our podcast earlier. And I think Florio was planning on releasing this in March when his book was coming out. But I guess now with the news, he decided he would uh, mention it now. But uh, basically, he's saying in 2019. Uh, he, Sean Payton was already had his foot out the door. He was definitely He's going, going to, to Dallas, a Dallas Cowboys head coach. And the only reason it didn't happen was because Anthony Davis wound up saying, I'm out of here, made the big stink, didn't sign his contract. And Mickey Loomis said, I can't, I can't have Anthony Davis leave. Cause Mickey Loomis, you have to remember at the time, Mickey Loomis was also running the Pelicans. Uh, so, and Mickey said, Sean, I can't have Anthony Davis leave, and then also you leave at the same time. I would be like the they'll drag know. me, they'll drag my body through yeah. the streets. So he at the <laughs> last I second. I don't, I don't buy that for even half a second. Well, what I, all I'm going to say is, if that's true, it's, and it's not, it, 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 
it's a little black mark, I think, on my, on my, what, how I feel about Peyton because I didn't realize that he would do. You that. already have a bunch of black marks I on on, on Kevin, how you feel about him, Kevin. Like I'm, look, I use humor during rough, during times of darkness. Okay, I know not everybody <laughs> grieves, and we don't all grieve the same way. Okay, Kevin. I feel. Listen, if we, if if we, if we are Kelly's heroes, I am Donald I Sutherland. That. Telling, telling you guys about the negative vibrations. Y'all got to knock it off with that. They don't have any person in this Twitter space that got that reference. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I, I don't get that one. Yeah, Here's a, we got a couple of people that want to talk, and I want people to be able yeah. to, to say thank yous and, and their, their, uh, their thoughts on Sean Payton. So we got a couple. Um, first person I want to go it to is... Um, Depressed. He's his title is depressed Saints fan. The depressed Saints fan. Your your thoughts on Sean Payton no longer being a, being a Saints coach? Um, <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. Um, so like I was tweeting earlier with with Ralph, and I've been a Saints fan since I was like ten. So how old, Sean are, how old is, are you now? I'm 26. He's all you know. So, Sean so Payton. Yeah, he's all. He's all I know. So it's, That's it's so really weird. weird it's really weird to like think that a new era of saints football that like I've never embarked on is about to, to happen. And it's just like, I was really, I was like finding people like, Oh, he's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. And then when the news broke and I saw uh, Nick Underhill's tweet, I was just so sad. Like the rest yeah. of the day I was just been, I've been down. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we all felt that way where your stomach, I mean, your stomach, even though we saw it coming in the sense that there, the news was out there, your stomach sinks when you see that and it hits, it hits different when you see that Underhill tweet. But I will say this, I mean, not, not that this is meant to make you feel any better, but you know, I, I I'm 41 and I started, you know, I, I remember the early eighties and I, there was a part about Sean Payton's press conference where he said, I'd like to believe that I left it better than I found it. That's obviously utterly and completely true. And my only hope for you is that we won't revert back. Like the Saints are in such a state now that they're just, as a franchise, they're not going to revert back to what it was like when I was a kid. You know, like you, you, we're starting with a clean slate, yes, but I think they're set up to succeed in ways that they were not even close to being set up to before Peyton was there. So that's the silver lining, in my opinion. It- and thanks for the press Saints fan for um, for 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 uh, for joining us. I, I want to say this is people like him that are like 25, 26, and for all of us, Sean, in my opinion, Sean Payton, he might have not been, you can argue he's not the best coach because Belichick has the rings or whatever. But I'm telling you this, as far as rock star media attention coach that the media cares about Sean Payton was in a stratosphere by himself and it is going to be really weird for the Saints to go back to just having a head coach that 90% of America and the media doesn't care about because Sean Payton had this I don't know what you call it charisma whatever where like everything he did made headlines and we went through this is he going is he leaving like no they're just go through this. It's going to be a come down, Andrew. I don't know if I, I like it. I liked having the rock star coach. It was fun. Personality wise, we'll never find anyone that, you know, and look, that's not to mean that people can't be successful. We can't get a different coach, but there'll never be another one like him. I liked one of my favorite things during his press conference was when he was talking about himself and he said, I like to think that I've been very friendly and amicable in my later years. <laughs> He, he specifically <laughs> said, you know, later, later years. Because he knew in his early years he was an asshole. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know that he was ever friendly and amicable to Cat Terrell. Let's let's call a spade a spade there. <laughs> Catherine. So we got Jason. Jason C. He wants to to speak. Jason. Uh, Jason. Jason. It's Jason Champagne. It's Jason Champagne. Yeah. It's Jason Champagne. Jason Champagne. What's it's your champagne. thoughts? Champagne. Champagne. What's your champagne. thoughts on, on Sean Payton leaving? <laughs> So, you know, I got to admit, when I first saw the tweet, I was I was pretty gutted. You know, I was hopeful that the smoke was just smoke. He was going to come back or maybe take a year off. But, you know, honestly, just reading the tea leaves from today's press conference, it was goodbye. 
And, you know, he's, he's earned, he's earned that right to be able to step away. Uh, I posted in the discord about, you know, I've, I've changed careers twice in my life. And, you know, each time I was successful where I was, I was happy doing what I was doing. I was loved the people that I was, you know, working with. And it was a more than 10 year run each time, but you know, sometimes you feel like the walls are closing in on you and you just need a new direction. You need a new challenge. And each career change for me was completely different from what I was doing before, you know? Um, and I kind of feel that Sean's at that point. I can relate to where he is. And I know you guys were talking about how the Saints are set up for future success. And I, I kind of think back to, because I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess now I could probably consider myself one of the older guys um because because i've been a saints fan since i was nine and that was like bum phillips's last year and uh you know when jim mora resigned that man was done and, and it wasn't just because benson probably asked him or nudged him to resign after his comments um about the team sucking <laughs> but the the man was just emotionally physically mentally drained and the sad. team didn't sad to see him in that way it it really was and i'll never forget i was driving back i was going to Nichols at the time and i was driving to work and i heard the news break on 870 that jim mora had quit and it, that was a gut punch um but but it, it felt a lot sadder than today because the organization mickey dennis lausha miss gale the entire culture is different than, than when Mora resigned, you had the three headed monster. Jim Finks had at that point, I believe passed away. I know he had stepped yeah. away. They had, sometime yeah, right. before they had, that, they, but it was Jim Mora, Bill Q. Herrick and Jim Miller. And Jim Miller. And then they asked who was in charge. And Jim Mora says, I don't answer to either of those guys. I answer to Benson. <laughs> yeah. Was, and and was, you just kind of had a mess. You had a void. Um, we don't have that today. There's a clear structure in place and a culture for success. And, you know, I know some people say, you know, why did Sean leave at a low point? I don't think it's a low point. It's a, it's an opportunity for him to have a rebirth and it's kind of an opportunity for the saints too, to, to move on to the next phase. Oh yeah. I think it's good. It. Ralph, that's a great, great point by Jason. You know yeah. that, and, and that, it really makes me think just about Sean Payton. First of all, look, this is his life. He can do whatever he wants and good for him. Like we should, we should all be so lucky to get to a point in our lives where we make enough money and we've had enough success that we can walk away from it and say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my life for a little bit and, and, and clear the noise because the football is a pressure cooker. We all see that. And like, I mean, look, every, every it's, it's hazardous to your health. It's, it's very stressful and look like good for him that he can walk away and do this. And you know, Jason's point is good. Like it, it's going to come to an end one day. And obviously we would all love to see him leave after winning a Super Bowl. That would be incredible. That would be an incredible way to go out, but seldom does anyone ever get to write the script that way. And so, you know, of all the ways it can go out, I've seen it with Hazlitt. I've seen it with Jim Moore. And in disaster, and that's really ugly. And not only is it really ugly, but it kind of tarnishes the memory of the legacy. Because in some ways, like that's like Jim Moore. Like we all look back on him fondly now, but that's part of his history. That miserable season mm -hmm. at the end, where he kind of lost his mind. And I don't want to see Sean Payton exit that way. Yeah, no, I I, com I completely I completely agree. And the the one thing I was thinking of is we we've got a couple of people that want to speak. Um, Steve, your thoughts on uh, Sean? Yeah, Peter. hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And so I'm Andrew. I'm kind of the same age as you, and I agree with what you said that they are set up much better now than before Peyton. And I think a lot of that goes to what he talked about today when he was talking about the building, right? I mean, you look at around the franchises that seem to struggle year in and year out don't have the structure that they now have in place because of what partially that, that he's responsible for. Right. He, he kind of came in that culture. He, yeah. he talked about when he first got here he, and then he's talked about the 06 team many times. Right. But then he talked about how he was mean to the media. 
I honestly think in some ways he had to do that, right? He he kind of had to be a little bit of like, hey, we got to change the way things operate around here. But I mean, I I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. I mean, he's he's perfectly fine to go off and, and do what he does. The, the one thing that really stood out to me, though, 16 years, like I'm just looking around and I look at a picture of like me and my wife or me and my kids and I'm like, oh, well, he was still the coach back then. And I looked a lot better, you know, 10 to 12 years ago. I was a lot younger and it's. And, and, it's a little depressing yeah, realizing the, I'm old now, you know? And here's the thing, Steve, that's that is really people. I don't think they understand like Sean Payton. He's one of the few coaches that in his second decade was as successful yes. as his first. Now, look, granted he didn't win a Super Bowl, but like the list of coaches that have won 11 games four times in their second decade with a team, it's like Tom Landry, and um Shula. Don Shula yeah. and like and like one other person. That's it. Like he kind of had a second act with the 2017 draft. Yep. Um I, I mentioned this on my instant reaction podcast with Dave, but I remember when the Saints hired Sean Payton, and I was not crazy about it. I didn't know much about Sean Payton, but what I did know was that he was the offensive coordinator for the Giants. And he got his play calling right. pulled pulled from him from Jim Fossil. And I remember the Giants went yep. on to win the Super Bowl. Get to the and, Super and Bowl, Jim, yeah. Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Fossil was was like, it, it was a bad look for Sean Payton. Like he did not look very appealing based on how that all played out. And so, look, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I knew about that situation, and I remember thinking, man, like this this guy has a black mark on him, a, a black check mark, and I, I don't know about this guy. But he really hit the ground running in, in my wildest imaginations. Yes, yeah, so uh, one, one more, never have Ralph, one more thing about yeah, but one more thing I'll let other guys talk the about the seventeen draft. I think you're spot on there. Look back, we always compare him to Parcells, right? Parcells only did eight years with the Giants before he eventually jumped and, and bounced around. So in some ways, we were fortunate to have Peyton go through his second team with the Saints, right? That 16 mm-hmm. to 17 era and launching That's into right. that. And and we, so we were fortunate to get that. And to the the other thing is him leaving now about all the, you know, the, the going out on a good note. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way, but it kind of lessens the blow of 2018, 2011. It, it, it brings me some closure. So It does not for me. No, that's like getting. It's like okay. saying you're going to get over Macho Grande. I'll never get over 2018. Um, no, thanks, yeah. I mean, yeah. Steve, thanks, thanks. It for, lessens thanks for it. Doing it lessens it. That's all. No, it maybe for you. I'm glad you can get past that. <laughs> I cannot. All right, all right thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, um, as we had some pe- some people in here, we have a bunch of people. We'll, we'll try to get to everybody that wants to talk. The one thing that I was going to say, uh, Kevin and Andrew. What's your sort of favorite Sean Payton, like, I wouldn't say, like, game, because that, but, like, off the field thing? And I'm thinking, like, worry about your freaking meat, um, him destroying the fire uh, alarm in Cincinnati, him wearing the Goodell shirt after the no call, the circle of life with Greg Williams. Like, what's your favorite, like, Sean Payton, I'm a jerk and I'm petty, but he's doing it to the other team, so we like it? What's your favorite one of those that Sean Payton did? Kevin, you want to go? I got one. But do you no, no, no. You go ahead because I honestly can't think of. I can't think of an in-game. I mean, maybe the choking gesture <laughs> uh, to, to Dante Freeman, who who he later signed, which was hilarious. Um, so mine is well, the when he does the skull celebration in the Viking Stadium, that was pretty great. But to me, I don't know why this one's my favorite, but. He was so petty about Eagles fans egging. Oh, that's right. Bus. And I remember, and, and part of the reason I love this is with the whole media narrative that the Saints can't win a playoff game on the road, that they've never won a playoff game on the road. And Shane Graham, of all people, wins the game for the Saints with a walk-off field goal. And the Saints, you know, they, they shower, they do the media, whatever. They get on the team bus, and Sean Payton tells the driver, you know what? I want you to do a lap around the stadium. And so they do a victory <laughs> lap around the stadium to make sure that all the Eagles fans that are around see the Saints bus 
circle the stadium twice. He does it again after the first time. So they circle the stadium <laughs> twice. And it was that to me just encapsulates Sean Payton because he, he had a great sense of humor. He was a total competitor, but he was also a little bit petty. And we love New Orleans. The only thing New Orleans loves more than king cakes is being petty. I mean, let's let's be real. Um, so it, it, we got Budrich. Budrich, you're here. Tell us what, what, what you got, your thoughts on Sean Payton. Uh, Sean kind of, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, Andrew kind of took some of my uh, thoughts, like, you know, how, you know, I'm glad when he left. It wasn't just on his own terms because that's almost exceedingly rare for head coaches. Many of them, mm-hmm. they, they either, you know, just retire because they're probably going to get fired soon or, you know, they get fired and it's towards the end of the years where it just gets bitter and stale. All the players hate him. There's bickering. You got some "quote unquote" leaks about how some players are, you know, are just fed up and tired with tired with him. I'm just glad, you know, when he went out on his own on his own terms, and you know, he left with uh, honestly probably better of an opportunity that another head coach could po- could possibly get. I mean, I think the Saints' job. I think it's a people are saying, oh, it's it's Saints are going back to being bad. There's, I think the Saints job. If you're a coach, you're like, get me that freaking job. You got an owner who doesn't meddle. You got a GM. You got Ireland who's proven successful in the draft. I think it's going to be a job that people are going to want. Like, and granted, there's only yeah. 32 of them. But I, look, I, dude, I, I think when you have a GM, um, when you when you have a GM that has the capability of manipulating the cap however he wants. And you have an owner that's like, yeah, spend whatever you need to. Let's go right up against the cap. I mean, n- not every owner is like that. Not GMs are, aren't that. Yeah. Crafty. I- I'm telling you, like, it's it's a desirable spot. I mean, Sean Payton joked about it. He's like, we had the credit card and Miss Gale never told us no. She, they told us, well, we can't get it done by this time or whatever. But they never told us no. I think that's a rare thing. I mean, not not every NFL team runs runs like the Saints where Gale, like, She's, I mean, obviously she's not going to lose money, but she's not really concerned that the Saints aren't making a ton of money. She's going to run it a certain way. I think it's a, I think it's a really, really appealing job. Um, the one thing I will say too is, I, I know everybody's doing the countdown to when he becomes the Cowboys head coach, but Kevin, I really think there's like a, I think he'll coach again, but I still think I think there's a better chance than a lot of people think. And Sean Payton might be a rock star on TV. Like he's got the the personality. He understands how to talk to fans and people in a way that like Drew Brees, for example, even though he was okay on TV, doesn't. I think there's a chance Sean Payton is a rock star on TV. And in like two years when Jerry Jones is like, come coach the Cowboys, Sean Payton is like, get the hell out of here. I'm making $12 million a year doing Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. I'm not coming back to coach. Like – I, I, I think you mean Sunday night football. Well, no, I saw Al Michaels. ESPN wants Al Michaels. So, oh, okay. So uh, he might be going. He, him being like Bill Cowher, because when Cowher retired out of the 60s, he was only 48 at the time. It's kind of hard to believe. And there were probably some inklings that he probably did want to come back to coach and just never did. So even if he doesn't get a gig like, you know, being a uh, play-by-play commentator or anything like that, I honestly think, you know, if he gets a nice job where he's probably shooting crap with whoever, whether it be ESPN or CBS or Fox, you know, he, he's going to enjoy himself and he's probably not going to go back to coaching ever. Maybe we'll see. I, I think it probably will. I just think it's a, I think I just think it's a chance because he's so he's he's going to I think he's going to be so good on TV. He's going to be he's going to be more like Madden. Than like Tony Romo, I don't think Sean Payton's going to be like predicting plays and stuff. But I think Sean Payton's going to be able to tell stories, do with the telestrator, explain why coaches are thinking. He's going to be able to do it in a relatable, understandable way that people are going to love. Mm-hmm. That's just you know. But uh, th- Butterich, thanks, thanks for joining us as always, uh, Andrew. I said in my WWL column, I didn't want to think about the dark cold future of new orleans football um 
but we kind of have to. Um, and here's the thing, not to just pitch our, our uh, become a patron on Saints Happy Hour because we're awesome, but you should because we do a Saints podcast every day. We do breaking news. We beat everybody with breaking news reactions. You become a patron and you get a mug. It's cheap. It's awesome. You support us. We're, we're amazing. But I have no idea how this offseason is going to go. There is so many different ways it could go with the Saints. Like, we're only going to be on here for an hour, 45 minutes or so. But, like, what's your first, like, what's your first inkling of, like, what they're going to do? Not coach-wise, but, like, cap and personnel and quarterback. Like, are they going to continue their, we're going for it, we're trying to win? Or are they going to do something different? I don't know, man. Everything is everything is on the table. Like, I think the most likely scenario is that Dennis Allen is your coach. And to me, you can kiss Russell Wilson goodbye, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. None of that's happening. I think now that Sean Payton is gone, I, where I was, I would maybe have given it a 5% chance or less. Uh, it, it's zero now. Now, if they have Eric Enemy, if they hire him, if they hire, you know, if they hire some coach where all of a sudden you're like, maybe Russell Wilson is back in play. So I think everything is on the table. They could go YOLO. They could bring Teron Armstead back. Uh, they, they could blow the whole thing up. They could wait until June 1st, trade away Michael Thomas, trade away Kamara, trade away Lattimore, all for picks, uh, fix their cap in, in one year. And and reload with an epic draft class orchestrated by Jeff Ireland. Like that, those are the two extremes. And then there's everything in between. And and I really think it's all in play, Ralph. That that's the part that gets me excited is that now that Sean Payton's gone, I'll be honest. I kind of lament the Taysom Hill contract now because I'm just like, who is gonna deal with that? You know. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you think he could have gave Mickey a heads up? Be like, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey. I'm leaving. Don't give Taysom Hill any more money. But the thing about Taysom Hill is, <laughs> is if they wouldn't, if they didn't wouldn't have extended him, he would still would have counted nine million against the cap for next year. So like, it's one of those rock and a hard We got we got Anne. Anne wants to 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 talk to us. What's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? And do you have a favorite Sean Payton memory, Anne? I actually have a question for Andrew. I need to know why you got blocked. <laughs> that, that's it that's the question no, i have uh, other comments but that's okay. I, it's been bugging me all day you, you want me to start with that okay so sean payton and, and this was someone on twitter at some point said the, the way i remember this was a couple few years ago but sean said something like or i'm sorry someone tagged me on twitter and said you need to go on the saints happy hour podcast and i responded to that and said Yes, and Sean Payton was tagged, and I responded, yes, absolutely. Sean, if you come on, I promise I won't bring up Vicodin Gate. And, and, and <laughs> obviously the joke was not appreciated. It did not land well, and, uh, and he blocked me. And, you know, I have to say since then, Connor Payton has come on our show, uh, as you guys know, and I, and I have a texting relationship with him. We talk all the time, and, and, and so I have a good relationship with Connor. And at one point, I texted Connor, and I'm like, look, hey, dude, can you get your dad to unblock me? Like, this is kind of embarrassing, but, like, it's going on years now. And he, he was like, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll reach out to him now. Yeah, sure nope. and, 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 like, he got back to me. He's like, yeah, sorry, no go on that. So, so he's, <laughs> he just, like, he asked his dad. He's like, can you unblock me? He's like, I'm not doing that. And so, like, it's just perpetuated into infinity now. I'm never going to get unblocked. He's petty, man. He he remembers yeah. all the stuff. That's a story. <laughs> and one thing yes. that – I'll tell you this before you make your other comment. I'll say this. Today, I was, I was still feeling pretty good like he wasn't going to retire. And then I saw Jonah Barnes, who, by the way, does amazing work. You should follow him. He does f- hysterical Saints videos. He did a hysterical, like, 60-second video today of him at Sean Payton's door yelling at Sean Payton, and Sean Payton blocked him. And I was like, oh, no, that's a bad sign, like, that, he, that Sean Payton is, is blocking him. And then I got a bad sign, and then later he uh, 
Sean Payton actually retired, and Jen Jonah he DM'd me that the, the the tweet of Thanos. What did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Anna. What's what's your thoughts on on Sean Payton retiring and your favorite memories? So I actually the egg on the Philly buses. I really enjoyed because I had bought his book, and in his one of his like beginning seasons, he had told the players on the team. We're going to get eggs. We're going to get hit with like seven eggs. And he got eight. And he was so happy to be proved right. So I enjoyed it when it happened again. <laughs> and then just his comments on Philly's fans in the book, just seeing like um, like one of the kids was flipping off the Saints bus. He's like, I believe that's called learned behavior. So <laughs> <laughs> just all of those things building was probably favorite. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I love the thing in 2006, they go to Dallas, stomp his mentor, Bill Parcells, into the ground. And the flight home for Dallas from the for the Saints, right? The flight home is like, you know, hour 10. And he told the pilot, hey, make it a little longer. I want to drink a couple extra beers because this, <laughs> this is amazing tonight. So, like, just like things like that that he does that are, it's just he's just so fun. And Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please, go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Oh, what, do you remember, Ralph? Do you remember the story about? So he was, uh, so he was at a restaurant uh, the night before. Uh, let's see, who was it? It was Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones in right. Dallas, right? And so they're basically they're, like, "Well, what wine do you have?" And they're like, "Well, we have all these bottles, but we have one that's not available." And mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, that, well, that's the one we want. Like, I want the one that's not <laughs> available." And she's like, "No, no, we can't give it to you. It's spoken for." Oh, and he's like, "Well, who, who has it?" He's like, actually, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are brass are coming in tomorrow night and that's that's their reserved bottle and and so sean payne's like okay well we have to have that bottle and so you know they, they negotiate <laughs> they, they end up paying more to get the bottle and then they drink it and then they leave it for jerry jones empty for the next night and they leave a note on it like thanks for the great bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's amazing <laughs> he it it's Anna. Thanks for the thanks for reminding me about the, the Philadelphia stuff. It's just he, the thing with Sean Payton that that he uh, and thanks again, Ann, uh, that he understood. I think Andrew better than any coach that I can remember is he understood that like all you have to do is acknowledge the fans' sort of craziness and a little bit. And it's not a point of, hey, if you start thinking like the fans and acting like the fans, you're going to be sitting with them. Not like that cliche. He never did that. But, like, you just have to acknowledge our insanity. Like he did with Eli. He's like, yeah, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for Trey and I'm rooting for Vaughn. Eli, not as much. You know, like he, he, he knew what was going on with Eli Apple. And it's just, it's just great that he, like, acknowledges that Saints fans were, were insane. You know, and I just think, yeah, I just think let's, that's great. Let's, let's keep it rolling. We got some people that want to talk. Let's keep it rolling. Okay, who we got? We got uh, 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 Kool- Kuyon. Yeah, Kuyon. Kuyon, go, 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 Kuyon. I'm sorry about the name, Ralph. I knew it trip you up. So. I know, right? <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite thing about Sean Payton, though, is just how much he embraced the Saints Falcons rivalry. Oh my god, and yes. It, and just as a fan, you know, you just appreciate a coach who loves to beat your better rival. And to have yeah. a 21 and 9 overall record against him couldn't be any better. I mean, going out and retiring after beating the Falcons in your last game. And he game, twisted the knife. He twisted the knife on the way out. You know? I know. I know it's it was great. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I tweeted this today. I said, this is all you need to know about Sean Payton's greatness. On the day Sean Payton retired, Falcons fans treated it like it's their biggest win of the last five years. 
That's all you need to know about the greatness of Sean Payton. Absolutely. So. And and 100%. And it's, it's just something that I think you need more of in sports. And I'm hoping that if it's Dennis Allen or Eric Benamy or whoever else is, is the next head coach can also embrace because you see how much the fans enjoy mm -hmm. that. It's, it's just, and the thing is, it doesn't affect anything about your coaching and how you run your team. You just sort of embrace the fan. You embrace, you embrace what we care about and you acknowledge it. And we love you for it. You know, like, like, yeah, but you know, Sean Payton had his, his things. Like I remember him, kind of criticizing seafood and saying, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more of a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Like, and, 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 you know, there was other stuff like he said some controversial, just political stuff in, in the wake of Will Smith yes, about gun, guns. And yeah, I, I'm just saying like he, his, his comments publicly and, and, and this isn't me like casting judgment or saying what side of the fence I'm on. I'm just saying he, he would put out, political things that I would say didn't always resonate with half of the fan, fan base or more. And, but because Sean Payton was unapologetically who he was, I, I feel like he was ex accepted despite the fact that he hated seafood, despite right. the fact that his polit <laughs> politics sometimes didn't align with some of the fan base. It was like, we were cool with that because he was a football genius. He loved the saints. He embraced the city of new Orleans and, that was good enough. But and you know, flip side of that, it also made the team embrace him more and also made New Orleans even more of an attractive destination for free agents because they no knew it would have their back and believed in the same causes that they did. Yeah, and, awesome. and he said he said something interesting. He said today, he said one of the key things is as a coach is it's easier to just be fair than appear like you're being fair. And you know, thank, thanks again for, for joining us, Kuyon. We appreciate it. Um, you know, Andrew, before we get to Devin and David, I, I want to say this. The thing that was amazing to me uh, of Sean Payton is it was instantaneous that you were like, oh, my God, this coach is good. And I know, I know it's Cleveland, the first game in 2016. You say, oh, it's the Browns and ha, ha, ha. But I remember that game where – the Saints, their run defense for Jim Hazlitt was terrible. And that game, Cleveland, the Saints shut their run game down. They had Reggie Bush moving around, which, by the way, in 2006 was like revolutionary of like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in motion. I'm going to move the back around. I'm going to throw to him a ton. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's coaching the pants off of Romeo Cronell. And I know it's the Browns, but it was like instant freaking -taneously. You knew, oh, this guy's good. Like it, to me, that's how fast it was. And I was like you, I had, I was like, eh, they hired him, whatever. I guess it's the best they can get because it's Katrina and all that. But from the jump, Sean Payton, you just saw it. Well, you talk about culture and to me, that message was sent really from day one. And we, we didn't know it yet because at the time this was still a brand new coach and there was a bunch of players that were brought in that we had never heard of, but Looking back on it now, trading Dante Stallworth was a ballsy move. But it was like you're falling asleep and you're showing up late to practice. You're oversleeping. You're gone. And they traded him before the season started. That's Marcus right. Colston, Marcus Colston, rookie seventh-round pick, you're up. You're starting. Stallworth, see you later. And at the time, Colston – they, they didn't realize he was going to be the legend he became. At the time, Colston was looking pretty no. good, but it wasn't that he was better than Stallworth. It was that he was showing up to practice. And for him to make that decision to trade him when you're a brand-new coach, I mean, it, it, it required some stones, man. But looking back on it now, that was a culture he was trying to create from the very beginning. Yeah. Devin, what's your thoughts on Sean Payton? Um, first of all, um, I'm a Bucks fan, but I come in peace. So this is a very, very happy day. <laughs> Get out me. of here. No, I'm kidding. This is a very happy day for me. Listen, I know I'm a Bucks fan and you guys don't think about us ever. Um, and we're just the redheaded stepchild <laughs> that just want to be your rivals. Um, but this is just, I'm, I'm celebrating guys. Uh, we can't, we couldn't get this guy's number. He's one of the best head coaches, um, ever to, to coach in the NFL. I'd, I'd put him 
top five, top 10. Um, but how's it going to feel when, when he takes that, that Dallas job? I mean, it's, it's going to be, it'll be in two, it'll be, it won't be this year. I think it'll be in two years, but like I said, maybe Devin, before you listen, I think there's, there's like a 10, 15% chance that he's awesome in TV and doesn't come back for a while or right at all. And I want to tell you this about, and thanks Devin for joining us. I want to say this, Devin, the, even though Sean Payton leaving and it, look, this, the Saints uncertain, the future is uncertain. I couldn't be happier that they're in the NFC South because here's the thing: Tom Brady, he's going to play one more year. He's going to monetize the hell out of his retirement tour. But after Tom Brady leaves and probably Bruce Arians leaves, the NFC South is going to be the ghetto of the NFL. And like nine wins, he's going to win that division. It is going to be a trash pile, and I am happy to be there with the Saints in flux uh, and the NFC. Uh, I can't, I can't wait. I can, the, 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 I'm going to make a prediction to you. Within the next four years, the NFC South will have a team win that division with a losing record. I guess like the NFC, it, like the NFC West. Like I forget what year it was when the Seattle won. They were like yeah, that's right. And last year with Redskins. Yep. I want to be. I want to be the first division winner with ten losses in NFL history. <laughs> but I will say this though. I will say this though. Sean Payton leaving helps the Tom Brady case to come back because it's almost if he, if he comes back. I know we're going to lose pieces. It's almost a lock for us to win the division, even if we don't beat you guys. Um, but I mean, it's just a. It's a very happy day for me. Um, <laughs> I do think you guys should have Dennis let, let, Allen. Devin, Dennis let, Allen Devin, should be Devin, head coach. Devin, let's not forget that. It was uh, Dennis Allen who was the head coach when you lost. And that's exactly why he should be your head coach. That's exactly why he should be your head coach. Yeah, and, and th- thanks thanks for joining us, Evan. We appreciate it. Well, you if know, I could just say one last thing. More, go ahead. Um, um, I, I just have to say it. Fuck the Saints. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Tampa fans, man. Tampa fans, they so badly want to be our rival. And they just can't. We're in a committed, hateful relationship with the Falcons, Devin. It's never, it's never changing. Like that's that's what it's it cute, is. Though. It's cute that you want to be our rival. And here's the thing: we'll take it under advisement. Dave, before we get to David, I want to say this too. Like Dennis Allen, Andrew, I want you to to talk about your points that you made on the Breaking News podcast, which people can check out. But also, you made that to me to me when we were talking. You were saying, "Hey, I Dennis Allen could be a great hire," but you wanted him you want him to be his own man and you want to see steps or things that he does that shows you hey i'm not just trying to be we're not just trying to continue sean payton without sean payton you want dennis allen to do some stuff to show hey i'm shaking things up it's dennis allen's team now i think it is dennis allen's team Uh, i think he's gonna get the job it makes a lot of sense to me i support it Look, I, I think when you consider the job he's done with his defense, and then on top of that, I really feel like that Bucks game with the, it was his audition, you know. And, and for them to win nine nothing, I, I just I think he's the candidate. Now, I, I'm down with interviewing Aaron Glenn, and even if they decide not to give him the job, I think you strongly consider him for defensive coordinator, um, and see if you can poach him from the Lions, but. Uh, I would I would interview Eric Benieni of the Chiefs if possible. New Orleans he's native. New Orleans. He's a New Orleans way. guy, and, and and so look like I don't I think you got to do your due diligence here. I don't think you just hire Dennis Allen and you keep things as is. Like I I don't I don't think you do that. You've got to do what's best for the Saints. You've got to make the best hire to give us the best chance of winning. Uh, but look, Dennis Allen is being interviewed by other teams, so it's not like he's a guy that only makes sense for the saints. He is a valuable commodity on the open market right now for teams looking for a head coach. And I think there's a good chance the saints deem that he's the guy, you know, and it, and it gets tough because you know, the jobs, the general manager jobs are getting filled. And, and once these teams start hiring head coaches, then they start putting together a staff. And if the saints don't have a head coach, guys on the Saints staff will be like, well, I got offered, the job with the Giants. I got offered a job with the Bears. Like, I got to take that gig because I don't know what's going on with the Saints. So they may have this pressure to, like, get it filled. I I want, like, I wonder 
how fast I think the Dennis Allen thing could go pretty fast. Like I think it's kind of all it's kind of like the same, like you said, like that was his audition against Tampa and he's gonna fill it and they like kind of stinks for Aaron Glenn, maybe that it's kind of like they need they needed to check the box for the for the Rooney rules. Rooney rule. We'll see. But don't uh, you think Aaron Glenn is interviewing for that defensive coordinator job just as much as the head coach job? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I possibly. I know. I know he interviewed. I know he interviewed for the head coaching job in Denver. Um, I think he would be. It would be if he was. Here's the thing with Detroit. Detroit is so. Their roster is so awful that I think it would be a great move for Aaron Glenn, even if he comes to the Saints and hey, it's Dennis Allen and it's defense, and people would kind of maybe not give him full credit but i mean if aaron glenn comes to the saints and the saints they keep marcus williams maybe they get better health and figure some things out and they squeeze into the playoffs next year because of their and it would be because of their defense right then aaron glenn boom you're on the real fast track to getting a gig so uh i think it could i think it could I, I, def- I would look at i mean first of all aaron glenn if his choice is the lines or the saints i i think even a lateral move in terms of just the the, the position title I mean, between those two defenses, it's obvious which one you would want to join. So I think he would make the move, number one. And I would pose him this question. You want your line you do you want your your linebacker to be Pete Werner or Anzalone? The choice is yours. <laughs> I forgot Anzalone's with the Lions. Oh my god. You pick you pick, bro. Which you, team do you want? You, you want pick Anzalone or you want Demario Davis? Which one, uh, which one sounds yeah, better? Yeah, which it's tough call, tough call. David, what's your thoughts on uh, Sean Payton leaving? Okay, so uh, for the Bucks fan that was just on, we owned the Bucks long before Sean Payton, and we will still own the Bucks after Sean Payton. Jim Haslett owned the Bucks. Exactly. I mean, I mean come on. He did. You know? Right. Like, we, we owned the so, Bucks. There's two things I think the Saints are going to do after, uh, uh, as far as hiring a, a new uh, coach. They're either going to hire Dennis Allen and have Chris Richard or uh, Ryan Nielsen be defensive coordinator and Pete Carmichael be offensive coordinator. Or the only other option I could see is hiring an offensive-minded head coach because um, since we're a defensive-oriented team now, I think we need, since our offense is so putrid, putrid, we need that, you know, that spark for our offense. We need someone with the offensive mind that can, you know, push this offense. Okay. The third thing about Sean Payton, right? I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this. And, like, I appreciated everything Sean Payton has done for us. But especially if he leaves the following year or if he goes to another team for the following year, it feels like he is jumping ship when things are getting difficult. It would. It would kind of feel like that. If, if yeah, he, if he, I, I hear that, him. but I, I hear that, but I think it's also important to remember that things got difficult a couple times along the way. I mean, Rob Ryan, yes, oh my God, the, 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 the Rob Ryan, the, the Spagnola year. I mean, some of these defenses were the worst defenses in NFL history, and, and he stayed but around I, for the fix twice. I feel like more, more than any other time in Sean Payne's tenure, we needed him now more than ever. Well, that's the, that's the that's the thing that's so, the, of all of it. His game planning, the the biggest thing that terrifies me the most, David. And, and thanks for thanks for joining us. And, and I've said this to Andrew. The biggest thing that terrifies me the most is the Saints need a quarterback, and now Sean Payton's not going to be making that decision. The thing that gave me so much confidence, you know, right after the Atlanta game, they didn't make the playoffs. Is you were like. They're going to get healthy. They're not going to have as bad a seed. They, they're not going to set the record for most starters used in a season again. And we have Sean Payton, and we, he's proven he can win with Taysom. He can, you know, he can win with Teddy Bridgewater. He almost won with McCown against the NFC champion Carolina Panthers in 2015. He won with Breeze. He can make almost any quarterback. He won with Jameis. He can make almost any quarterback look pretty good. And now you don't have that. And now – you need yeah. a quarterback. Jameis is going to be gone. So, like, if you're going to be drafting a guy, who makes the final decision on the evaluation? Is it Ireland? Is it Mickey? Is it Pete Carmichael? Like, 
you have huge decisions. Like, like, put it this way. In the draft, if the Saints had Sean Payton as coach in 2022 and they said, oh, you know, the little dun, 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 on ESPN said, oh, the Saints have traded up to fifth and they've given up a they've given up their their 2022 second and their 2023 first and they've moving they're moving up to number five and they're picking uh picket from University of Pittsburgh. If Sean Payton was here, we'd be like, gotta trust Sean. He knows what he's doing. That's a ton to give up, and he's a rookie, but gotta trust Sean Payton. He knows what he's doing with quarterbacks. Now, whatever the Saints do at quarterback, Andrew, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be giving them the side eye and I'm going to be on brand and panicked. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So I, I think it's, I think it's likely they draft a quarterback this year. Okay. But let's keep so we, it rolling. We got some other, we got some other requests. Yeah, we got, we got some other requests. I want to JP. We're going to try to get to JP freaking football chat to you. And Scarf, JP, what, what's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? JP, are you there? It says he's trying to connect, so he might be uh, – let's, let's try and maybe get back to him. Uh, freaking football, what's your thoughts on Sean Payton leaving? Oh, Freaking hey, football, man, you there? How you guys hey, cool. Scarf, what's going on? Let's go with Scarf, yeah. Scarf, go. Hey, y'all, this is Ryan. So, um, oh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, um, I'm the scourge of Saints Twitter, by the way. <laughs> um, how, how the kids, Ralph? How the kids? The kids, all right. I mean, you know, he, he, he was wondering why daddy was sad today. You know, oh, the cast came up. He was wondering why daddy was sad and dr- drinking in the afternoon. I had to explain to him that Sean Payton was leaving. Well, Andrew, how did, how did your kids take it? Uh, my daughter s- said, who's Sean Payton? So <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of the state of affairs with my daughter. Uh, my son, you know, he's a diehard, and we were in the car driving to basketball practice, and uh, he just goes, he, he's blindsided. You know, because he, he, he doesn't really listen to our show, and he, he wasn't, like, aware of the noise and all that. You know, I, I don't really tell him about, kind of the, the text messages that I send with people and, you know, and all that. So he's just like, man, like, why did Sean Payton leave? Like, yeah, he, he's, he's like, he doesn't understand it. Like he can't believe it. He's blindsided. I mean, and, 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 and that's, and that's, and that's perfectly fine because I think when you look at, um, I thought about it last night. I put it, I don't, you know, I think, I don't know. I think Andrew, you follow me on Twitter. I said, Chuck Noll was 59 when he retired. Bill Cowher was 58 when he retired. Sean Payton is around the same age. That That's Chuck right. Noll I didn't realize Chuck Noll was so young. Wow. Yeah, Chuck Noll was 59 when he retired. And, um, and Sean Payton was 58 when he retired. When he retired. And I'm thinking, you know, there's kids that only know Sean Payton. As That's the right. Coach of the Saints, and it's the same way with people in Pittsburgh. Kids, people of a certain generation, all they know, you know, they were born when Chuck Noll became head coach of the Steelers, and by the time they graduated college, he had retired. And um, I think, to me, Ralph, and and I'll be brief. I just think Sean was just tired. He was just tired. I was yeah, I mean. That, I was at that Dolphins game and I just thought of him just going through the motions and I'm like, he, this is so wrong. This game shouldn't be played. It just felt out of sync. Well, I think that, I think that's a fair point. I mean, Ryan, and thanks for joining us. We can try to squeeze in some more people as we, before we get out of here at 10. Uh, Andrew, that's a good point. I mean, he said at his press conference today he wasn't tired. He's, he, he joked that he yeah, looked that I, way because he's gotta, out of shape. I got to say, Ralph, like, I, I, yeah, I think he was out of shape. And look, he got COVID, and certainly the Dolphins game was a joke and all that. But, like, I got to say, I'm not buying this whole, like, he was burnt out. I mean, maybe he was feeling, he said in training camp he was feeling like this was the beginning of the end, but. I got to say, this season 
was maybe one of his finest. My finest. You consider what he was up against and what what he did with what he had to work with, and and all the adversity. This was one of his best coaching seasons. So I I don't. Maybe he was burnt out. Maybe he was kind of like, yeah, this is it. This is my last ride. I, I I can't do it anymore after this. But it certainly didn't show on the field because he wasn't mailing it in as far as I'm concerned. No, I thought – I mean, I, I I thought some of the – I mean, I know their offense was bad, and they were 31st in passing, and they were closer to 32 at points than they were closer to 30 in passing yards. So it was a struggle. But I felt like they damn near did – everything they were doing everything possible and he was invigorated to try to figure it freaking out and my thing is they would have had more yards passing and they would have gotten more reckless if their defense wasn't so good but he chose to be more careful because he knew that was the path to winning games yeah and that's that's the the, that's to me that was of all the things that he did game management knowing how to call a game and and the gameplay his the biggest thing that impressed me the most with Sean Payton is he wasn't one of these coaches that was stuck in like I'm gonna run my offense like Mike March it's like I'm only protecting with five and if my quarterback dies he dies like Sean Payton was totally willing like when they played Carolina at the end of the year he's like totally willing to just be like I'm just gonna run Camara into the ground and Sam Darnold has 30 yards of offense since the first quarter, and I'm not going to let my offense lose this game. And I'm if, if I got to punt three times, three if I got to punt three straight times on their side of the 50, I don't give a damn about your analytics and what it says. I'm just going to keep pinning Carolina back, pinning them back, and Sam Donald's going to screw it up. And I just think his willingness or ability, whatever you want to call it, to do that shows such a great gr- growth as coach because you see that's the thing like i i can't go back to poverty coaching andrew i can't yeah i, just I know like it's JP, a- jp what you got hey i was just gonna remind everybody um hey guys thanks for having me on um i just i, I believe it was in sean payton's book the story about when you know he was gonna have his first draft back in 06 and he found out Reggie Bush was going to be available, and he was at dinner, and he got a call, for, I believe, from Bush's agent. That's right. And said, don't draft Reggie Bush. And Sean Payton, a typical Sean Payton fashion, said, you know, fuck you, and then apparently hung <laughs> up the phone off. That's right. Sean Payton, he's drawing a place for what he's going to do with Reggie at dinner. His agent called and Trump. But the, the thing is, though, that's what he was the exact perfect hire for the Saints because maybe if the Saints, they hire another coach that's not as confident or whatever, and he's like, well, Reggie doesn't want to be here. Maybe we shouldn't. Like the Saints, they hire Sean Payne. Sean Payne's like, I don't give a damn. Like, we're picking you at two, buddy. Get Deal with it. Like, you know, so uh, he, he was – it was tremendous. And, and um you know, all I can all I can say is, and JP, thanks for joining us. We gotta we gotta thanks, wrap this up. We gotta wrap this up because I gotta. By the way, if you're in New Orleans, WWL six fifteen. I'll be making jokes on the morning show with Eric Paulson. So join us. But anybody that joined this this Twitter space, and if you liked what you heard, please consider. Don't even consider. Do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. And become a patron. We do this every freaking day. We cover the Saints like nobody else. We have the most breaking news analysis, all of it. And, Andrew, they get a swag box with Crudetasm Cup, uh, Drew Drew Brees, uh, Thank You Cup. We might have to do a Sean Payton Thank You Cup as our next swag. And you get the Saints Season Survival Mug. It makes all your alcohol taste 55% better. Proven by science. science. So I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. So thanks to everybody. We had a we had a ton of people in the Twitter spaces. We might have to make this a regular thing. I think, Andrew. I think Fre- Freakin is in here. He's muted. Do you want to get? You want to chime? Yeah, Freaking get yeah, in. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was just uh, like, uh, congratulations to Sean Payton. I mean, like, he had a great career. I'm happy for him. It sucks, but like, I'm not gonna like be mad at him for anything. Uh, and I'm just like kind of glad it ended on his terms because like one of my fears, like a couple years when for like past few years when I know that Drew's retiring was like if like you know somehow the ownership changed and Sean Payne was still here and he'd go out like Tom Landry and we get to see and we have to see him like walk out 
like <laughs> holding his box. I'm like, oh god, this would be just so sad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think that's a great point. I mean, lots of co- most coaches, Don Shula got kicked to the curb, Landry got kicked to the curb. Most coaches, it doesn't end well. You know, you don't get to leave on your own terms with a 92 minute press conference, thanking everybody and trying to fight back tears. That's just, it's not how it goes, you know? Um, so we gotta, you gotta, it's, I would say, Andrew, you got as happy an ending as you can have, unless you were holding up a Lombardi trophy. That's the only way this, this ending I think could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I mean, if you told me right now, you get 16 years of Sean Payton, this is the win loss record. You get one Super Bowl, and we all take it. No question. hundred uh, uh, percent. You could tell me. You could tell me. If you told me 16 years ago, you'd like you're going to get a Super Bowl in the first four years, and then you're going to get all this playoff pain. I still would have done it. Like I would. I'd be oh, like, not even a question. Sign. I'd be like, sign, sign me up. I would do it again. If you told me that Dennis Allen is going to give you 16 years the exact same as Sean Payton, but it's going to be twice as much playoff pain, but I still get a Super Bowl, I'd do it again. So like. I don't know. But guys, everybody, thanks for joining us. We appreciate y'all. This was great fun. We're going to try to do this regularly during the offseason. And let me tell you, the Saints offseason, it's going to be the most bonkers Saints offseason of your entire life. It's going to be crazy. It starts tomorrow. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Become a patron, and we will see you next time. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.